the thrill of the summer. Oh, yeah. Keanu Reeves, an FBI agent, Johnny Utah, must bring down a bank robber. But first, he must become one with the waves. Dude, this movie is fucking fantastic. Okay, welcome to Your Father's Favorite Movies. This is episode one. We're covering Point Break, directed by Catherine Bigelow, starring Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. I'm Kai Holland. I'm joined by... Derek Julian. I'm Jake. And I'm Chase. Me and Jake went to film school together. Chase and Derek are in a band. Um, we're all film enthusiasts. Uh, who, which of you guys have seen Point Break? It's, I know I have, and Chase? I, I have, yeah. So, no, uh, Jake has not seen it. Derek, I have not seen it. So I don't think I know anything about it other than Keanu Reeves. Well, okay, I've heard people's good. interpretation of it, and I'm very excited <laughs> for it because it's right up my alley of of types of movie. It's a it pop definitely movie. Is. It's ridiculous. I like ridiculous movies. I'm a huge John Schwarzenegger fan, and it seems like it's right in that kind of vein. I, I feel like it actually might get more of a ridiculous reputation than it actually is. Okay. I I think it's it's it is ridiculous. <laughs> like this, uh, it goes beyond reason. That's part of what I love about the movie is that it is batshit crazy, but also really entertaining at the same time. It, I mean, it is definitely a crazy movie, but I, I wouldn't say that it's. I don't know. I, I don't know. When was it made? <laughs> it's 1991, and we should actually go over like what the criteria for this podcast is going to yeah, be. Yeah, what because, are we doing? Right. So it's your father's favorite movies. It's movies that your father probably liked. It's um. There, there's a number of rules for a movie to meet the uh, like, like the niche that we're going for. I think it has to be at least 20 years old. It has to have been made to be a popcorn movie, so that it wasn't intended for like awards and acclaim or like an artsy. It has to be meant to sell tickets at a movie theater. And I think one of us can't have seen the movie before, and at least one of us has to vouch for the movie and love it. Okay. Yeah. So you don't think Point Blank, you don't think they wanted an Oscar like secretly, like they weren't, they didn't um, kind of want an Oscar going into it. Like I, I this, doubt this it. could be Best Picture, you know, if if it, I, if it I happens, doubt it's right. I don't know. I, th- I think if you see Keanu Reeves' performance, I think he was really going for Best the Oscar. Supporting but, actor, see, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's a good point. The actor may think like, oh my god, this performance is Oscar worthy, <laughs> you know. But no, it's not at all. But that's not the point. It's good so intention, studio know? intention is a big factor here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, Kai has told me about the movie. I know he's like, oh, you know, there's surfing and, uh, you know, there's some kind of crime. You know, there's there's a guy that they have to track down and he has to learn how to surf in order to do it. And there's a hot <laughs> chick that he falls in love with. I'm like, I'm all right. I'm I know. I, I, uh, I found this movie a year ago and it was one of those movies like, I can't believe no one showed me this movie so far. And I, I actually, Luke our friend Luke had me over and we're like, oh, so what do we watch? And I was like, let's just watch Point Break. I promise you, if we watch 10 minutes and you don't want to see this anymore, we can turn it off and watch something else. And we watched the whole movie. So um, I'm really excited to introduce it to you guys. And uh, I hope that you guys have as much fun with this as I did. Excited to watch it. Let's do it. Point right. Break. Right now, we're going to take a little break, watch the movie, and we will be back, right back to you. See you in two and a half hours. So, Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves has to play an FBI agent who has to go undercover. Johnny Utah. He has to go undercover as a surfer to track down a bank, a bank heist led so, by Patrick Swayze. I fucking love this plot. Can I can I read the log line really? <laughs> yes, <fast? laughs> go for it. it. Because you guys have basically already read it. <laughs> It. So, so a log line for a movie. Uh, Jake, maybe you could give us a definition on oh, log, well, a log line, line for a is, movie. Is for for screenwriting types. A log line is everything you need to know about the movie, but it's what people would use to pitch to producers to say, "Oh yeah, we could make that. That's gonna and, make money." And, and like twenty words. Oh yeah, like well, short, a sentence, probably less. And, a half. Yeah, and a what's and a what's half. a key to a log line? It tells you who the protagonist is. It tells you what the main conflict is, and it tells you why that conflict is going to be unique, I guess. The key I was looking for was ir- irony. <laughs> yes. There, there must be irony in a logline. 
Exactly. <laughs> I don't, I, we did talk about this before. I don't we know if there this. must be irony. There must be but irony. We talked about it's this. Wait, true. wait. Yeah. There must be irony to sell a logline? Because the protagonist is supposed to be the one that I wouldn't mean, make sense for so, this. So, I think so, so in this of. movie in particular, there has to be irony just because <laughs> the movie is in nature a very ironic movie. But how but, would they know that before they got to sell it? Oh, I, I don't know. Tell us how Logline, baby. Tell I, I can't wait to log the logline, though. <laughs> Go for it. So anyway, logline for this movie. Point Break, 1991. An FBI agent goes undercover to catch a gang of surfers who may be bank robbers. I love this movie. That's it? That's so the that, no, that no, no. logline was basically what you guys just no, were no. explaining yeah. the movie yeah. as, which um, is great. Yeah. But where's the irony in the logline? Um, FBI well, undercover surfer. I think that's that's enough of a juxtaposition. Surfers think, who are right? robbers. That's where you... Uh, uh, surfers that's who may be irony. robbers. Maybe robbers, right? Key. Yeah. They could be. You don't know. That's part of the mystery. I've I've that's been, the irony. I've been right trying there. to sell this movie to like everybody we know, and um, the selling point was like, all right, Keanu Reeves is an undercover FBI agent, and he has to learn how to surf uh, to get in with this gang of surfers who are bank robbers. <laughs> but his sidekick is Gary Busey. <laughs> See, I didn't know the Gary Busey. I didn't know Patrick Swayze was going to be in it. I was but the name drop does from help. The first the, five minutes no, of the like, movie. No, the like, name it's, yeah, it's it's like this movie. It's it's an, it's a it's a uh, a majesty that this movie got made. <laughs> it's it's so awesome. One of your father's favorite films for sure. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, I I had such a fun time watching it with all you guys. <laughs> I had a blast. <laughs> like just just now. Totally. That, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. There's a lot uh, of we, similarities. So, uh, this one a, a friend of ours, Aaron, she brought some beers from El Segundo, El Segundo. which is which where is one of the filming locations. Exactly. Thank you, Kai. And uh, I gotta say really that good. the beer that I had from that brewery, <laughs> I'm a little sauced. Are there any of the El Segundo yeah. beers yet left? Because I didn't actually have one of those. There might be some in the fridge. I, I don't know. I you gotta know. say though, I was expecting. Just like you know, it, it was it was a triple triple IPA. Yeah, uh, which triples are kind of clear, kind of. It looked to me like a you know like a cheap beer, which I love cheap beer, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I think you there was a quality. higher percentage content than I'm used to. Well, she she got the uh, double IPA, and I drank an, an entire can of that, and she was like, uh, the, "Those were the triple. They were triple IPA. Oh yeah, tippas." Triple IP. <laughs> tip tippers? Okay. I was and like, then, wait, uh, are you gonna explain and no, what no. that is? <laughs> and and then she was like, uh, oh I drank half of one, there's half of one in the fridge. So I had like triple uh plus half of a triple. Did did you mix it? No. But um four and a half bull. But um yeah, I felt like it was pretty like in line with the movie because it was uh an El Segundo brewery. And um, I, I was very shout excited out to Aaron for, their, uh, for supplying those triples. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. That was cool. Um, so, so, uh, so Derek, you you didn't see the movie prior to this screening, right? No. And and, and Jake, what about you? Never. And I so actually knew nothing about it. Should we get some automatic impressions? Like, yeah, from you guys. Like, what did you guys think? I loved it. It was right up my alley of what uh, I think good entertainment movies are. It was hilarious. I got I was hooked the entire time and it was funny and corny in like a way that was very charming and it was the like it was just fun to watch. It was just very fun to watch. Like there was not a single scene where I was not entertained. Yeah. You know, I would say it was not too predictable. I was along for the ride the entire time. I was I was riding those waves. That that's uh Kai I actually, I actually want to ask you about some yeah. things that I was like, is that predictable or is it not predictable? <laughs> well, kind of the whole movie was like, oh, what I'd do you guys think is going to happen next? What do you guys okay. think is going to happen? <laughs> is this, was this predictable? Um, was there a plot twist when Keanu Reeves thought that the uh, that gang that punched him in the face, like that was like trying to beat him up? Oh. Did, did you guys think that that might be nah, the no. real... So here's the thing, uh, just a Gang, quick... Gangbusters. Just a quick, so you're in the same zone as a listener. Um, Keanu Reeves goes undercover. He's like, all right, I got to learn how to surf. He meets one girl who teaches him how to surf. And then she's like, here are my best friends, Patrick Swayze. And uh, 
that's that's within you know that happens in five minutes, and then it's like, oh look, the bank robbers, Patrick Swayze, and but no, no, I did not think that the other guys who ganged up on him were the bad guys because so, it had to be Patrick Swayze and his wait, his peeps. Derek, so, did, so, do you feel the same? No, so, I, I thought it was. So Kai's question I though, I thought it. I thought was that the first fight that he gets into. Did we expect those guys to be the bank robbers? Right. Like, uh, I didn't I think expect so. Anth- Anthony Kiedis, the lead Red singer of uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, he was in the gang. Yeah. Derek, did you feel like they were the real gangbusters? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You actually felt that I way? I did, yeah. When did you realize that they were not? Uh, I guess at the point where they robbed the house and like realized uh, it. Raided yeah. the and house. And then Tom was like, yeah. do you think I like being uh, <laughs> I killing think I somebody? I like this hair, like... Being like, bleach yeah. gone. Yeah, it was like, it was predictable. The movie was predictable for me, but not because the movie itself was predictable, but because there was other movies that took from that movie that I now recognized the pattern and fall and and uh, re-implemented it back. So when were you catching on to Patrick Swayze with Bodie being like uh, he was the real bank robber? Uh, the scene where they're playing football, like on the beach at night. And it, early in the movie? Yeah, rel- relatively early in the movie. Just because, like, that's I the thing that was, about predictability. That was before the yeah, that was. That was yeah, before, it is. Yeah. It's that's, but it's like it's predictable. Like, okay, I see. There's a protagonist and an antagonist starting yeah. to build here. You know, sexual hey. chemistry. A lot of sexual chemistry yeah. in that scene. And then you know, it's kind of like a oh, but he's my friend. He's teaching me how to love the sea and stuff. Yeah. Type of a uh, conflict. Spiritual. Hey guys, uh, just I gotta say, <laughs> I feel like Patrick Swayze's character. You know. Uh, was written by a guy who is like, uh, I wonder what like being really spiritual is like. <laughs> and he's like, he knows nothing about like spirituality. He's like, ah, oh, this this sounds right, you know? <laughs> like, uh, I, oh, you got to be one like one with the waves, and you gotta you gotta seek the thrills. You gotta you know you gotta be dare, like uh, you gotta be alive. Kai, dare I say, <laughs> is that what spirituality was in the eighties? Ah, well, it's the nineties. Well. No, no. I think when was it filmed? I think Chase is right. Uh, ni- Nineteen ninety. I, I was, yeah. I felt the same way. It was like, you know, the spirituality of surfing has always been around, but this is how it was portrayed in the eighties. You know, like all, it, it's just yeah, cheesy. Like everything else is cheesy. Another thing I like to yeah. interject really fast. Go for it. Just it's really fast. Is uh, the eighties hair bands in the movie? <laughs> Which Derek and I had a couple conversations mid-watch, like, is that Kicks? Is that Britney Fox? For the actual score, right? For the music. Yeah. Yeah, the well, because they had oh, some, like, hair metal Mark- bands Mark- going. And at the end of the movie was Rat. And Derek looked at me and was like, you know this one? And I was like, yeah, this is Rat. Wait, yeah. <laughs> and it definitely the, the, is Rat. The music? Yeah. Actually, yeah, the soundtrack. fun fact about that Rat song that plays at the end of the movie, it's on none of their albums. Huh. It's only on their best of eight one nine one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was made for the movie specifically. Yeah, and it was. It's not on any of their albums. You have to go to the best of, which uh, it, it. In fact, it's only on their best of from eighty one to ninety one. Yeah, which is a, an album by them. Yeah, music corner over here, Chase and Derek. Yeah. I, um, thrown down. I mean, Amen, well, leave it to the rock stars, you know. Yeah. Um. I. So, I have to break down the. Uh, how this movie came to be. Sure. Hollywood writer and director Rick King. Rick King. Taking surf lessons in Malibu. Uh, After concluding one of his (laughs) sessions in Malibu, he decided to lounge on the beach and read a magazine. While flipping through the magazine magazine pages, he came across an article heading uh, that was called L.A. is now the bank-robbing capital of the world. It is at this moment that he, it occurs to him that surfers who rob banks and an FBI agent, FBI agent who has learned how to surf will go undercover in order to catch them. He wow. brings this idea to <laughs> an aspiring film writer named Peter Iliff. W. Peter Iliff. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry, W. So P- W. Peter Iliff, who thought the concept was gold, and wrote a draft for six thousand dollars, which in today's currency is about fifteen thousand. Fucked up. Highway he, robbery. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie is about he bank wrote robbery. Three drafts. <laughs> he was writing them in between shifts as a waiter. He was a waiter at a restaurant Did while he, he was surf? writing robbery. this movie. Uh, Peter Iliff. He, you know, he was he was like pretty. He was a pretty blue flame, you know. 
young, dumb, and full of cum. <laughs> yeah. You know, that term is used <laughs> twice in the movie, and I don't what know. What does that mean? What the fuck What a blue flame guy. Like, Do you guys know what blue flame means? Burns hot? I don't know. No, like, uh, blue like flame fast, burns uh, cold. No, blue, blue, burns no, really? no, blue is hot. hot blue is hot. So Columbia Pictures made an option on the movie. 1986, Ridley Scott, and huh? he was going to hire Charlie Sheen to play Bodie. <laughs> And oh, Matthew Roderick was going to be Johnny Utah. Oh, oh, God. God. In what year you said this, this came up in my research as well? Right out of uh, is, uh, okay. Right out of uh, Ferris Bueller. Okay. So again, with the '80s references, it makes sense. Yeah. So how do you feel, Ferris Bueller, Johnny Utah, and Charlie Sheen? I would right have out of loved Charlie Sheen as really? Brody. Oh my God, dude! Dude, See, I think that would have yeah. been terrible. I so, wish that both movies would have got made so we could. Uh, so Charlie Sheen. What do you I think? I just Chase? think that like. Like Patrick Swayze does such a good job of convincing you that he's Bodhi that like by the time you're an hour into the movie, like you're not even calling him Patrick Swayze, you're <laughs> calling him Bodhi. So Bodhi basically is like just just so convincing as he is that if, if you were to put like Charlie Sheen in there and and I don't know, like I'm thinking of a Charlie Sheen in in a two and a half men era, but like maybe my father is looking at it in the sense of like Oh, this is Charlie Sheen, the 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 son of Martin Sheen. Right? Have you guys this seen is an early Platoon? movie for him? Right. Well, Pl- Platoon actually comes really closely into this movie. The time that he was being considered is the same time. The same time Platoon is con- is released. Platoon so. Platoon also has a surfing aspect to the movie. Right, because of <laughs> Robert Duvall, of Ride of the Valkyries. Right. So Charlie, that, don't I, surf. I think that's a really interesting aspect of. Right. Like these movies are kind of related because Platoon and yeah, but at the same time like you guys if if Charlie Sheen was the surfer would this movie be as no. good as it was today? It'd be terrible. <laughs> it's, not, it's not believable. It'd be, it'd I disagree. Suck. I disagree because it depends on like Swayze what your it depends on what no, your no. idea. Hold on, hold on. It depends on what your idea of good is. It depends on what your idea of good is. It's like would have would I have enjoyed the movie just as much? Absolutely, I, I may have wa- I think, I enjoyed I think it even more because Patrick Swayze is highly is, entertaining. You know, Patrick Swayze was perfect for Bodie. I can't imagine like who who is an actor who would play Bodie. Charlie Patrick Sheen. Swayze's role better than Patrick Swayze. <laughs> I think Charlie who? Sheen could have played it not as good in terms of acting, but the entertainment value of the character would have been oh, very good. Brother, very I good. Know about that. So let, let's throw another curveball in here. Uh, could you imagine? Dirty Dancing without Patrick Swayze. Like who else? No, 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 like, no. like Charlie. Like, I always thought that Charlie Sheen would be great in Dirty Dancing instead of Patrick Swayze. <laughs> no, that that's a little different. That's from the from role fits one. Patrick Swayze a little better. No, I I just really feel like that Patrick Swayze does such a good job of convincing you that if you were to substitute him, if you were to recast him, you have less. You have you have less of a movie. Yeah, you know? it's not as good because Patrick Swayze is so convincing. I've got a I, twist. I think We've got a twist. Let's hear it. <laughs> so Dude. we don't we don't we don't pull out Patrick Swayze. We pull out Keanu Reeves and put Charlie Sheen as Keanu Reeves' character against Patrick Swayze. Even uh, worse. <laughs> well, nobody could have done that like <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Hey, well, well, hold on, hold on. Can you imagine that scene? So there's a scene where he's in the FBI agent office, yeah. and um, who who's the, uh, the what's the, the actor? Sergeant? There's the sergeant. Yeah. So he he's like kind of coming at him, and he's like, oh. John C. McKinley. He's like, man, if Dr. you knew Cox. less oh, yeah. than nothing, at least oh, you yeah, would yeah. know something, and you don't even know that. Yeah. You're you're nothing. Like, and yeah. he's like screaming yeah. at him. Yeah, he's so good. That guy. <laughs> it's like he plays that same role like for comedy saying? later he on goes, in life. He's like, I guess there's some kind of shortage of assholes, and he walks away. And the ADR right here, the like the lips of what Keanu was saying. <laughs> And he he goes, uh, not what, what do you say? He's like, not so not far. So far. <laughs> like, is there is there a short of an assholes? I mean, not so far. Now he, waits until, he waits until his commander walks away so he can't hear. And him. he takes right exactly. It's under his breath. He takes a jab know. at him. He's yeah. like, not so far. But <laughs> so now a I could have totally imagined Charlie Sheen delivering that line. Well, and B, that's just like uh, that's a great line. Five months of pre production. There was. Sets being put up, and then all of a sudden, Ridley Scott was like, "I'm not going to do this." Movie. Oh, so and, they were and close. You know the the writer. Uh, yeah, the 28 year old waiting tables writer. Yeah, he was like, 
I don't know how I'm gonna get another break after this because this is the only movie that I've actually put effort into, and uh, now it just got dropped by Columbia Pictures, and uh, suddenly, right? and suddenly, someone saved the movie. Do you know who saved the movie? Do you guys know? Charlie Sheen. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Chase knows. Hand up. And I know because. Uh, I'm, what, I'm what do you know, Chase? I'm, I'm who saved the thing. movie? I don't know shit. <laughs> it, was, it was James Cameron. Really? Yeah. Of Titanic? James of the Terminator? James Cameron. Of the Avatar? James Cameron got a hold of the script, and he's like, this is the perfect script for my new wife, Catherine Bigelow. FBI agent. Wow. And uh, Catherine Bigelow is like, yeah, I'll, I'll direct the script. Oh, That's wait a second. Awesome. Catherine Bigelow, she, yeah. uh, she was her married. Locker. She was married. Yeah. Catherine Bigelow, oh, to this day. Is the only woman to win Best Director at, to this the, day? at the Academy Awards no, for, really? for Hurt Locker. She's the only woman to win Best Director. What did she win it for? So the Hurt Locker. I wanted Hurt to Locker. make a quick she point won it here. against James. Go Cameron, for it, Chase. Uh, no was that the same so there's there's like a whole world of uh, division that's happening in our lives right now in in 2022, right? You know, there's there's white versus black, which long division. You know, there's men versus women, which you know. And you know, there's there's all kinds of division that's happening between groups in our country. In our country, and uh, I think that this movie shows that you know, even even 30 years ago in, in 1991, we had a female director. Like, and, and and there wasn't, you know, there wasn't a bunch of hullabaloo about it. You know, oh, a woman directed this movie. Like, there wasn't there wasn't that right. Uh, there was. Was there? Yeah. There was uh, Hubba Baloo. I, I watched like a lot of like um interview footage about the movie and uh almost all of it about the director was based on the premise like hey, a woman directed your movie? <laughs> that must have been wild. Like Was that weird? Did she end, did she have like a sensitive touch? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh no. So, so you know, it, I was <laughs> born in nineteen ninety one, so I didn't I I wasn't aware of those interviews yeah. and stuff. So, but no, no, so but maybe I am there, talking I, out of my left ear. But then, then I watched like Catherine Bigelow's uh, interviews and um, because they were like, oh, so this is really weird for a woman to get offered this, and she was like super uncomfortable. But it's like I felt uncomfortable for her for being right, like just being a woman, like in like the entire um DVD commentary about like the directing was like. Oh, it must have been really weird to have uh, the movie be directed by a woman. Oh my god! Well, and so They're maybe like, that I, was the entire premise. Maybe I have some <laughs> bias recency that was the of, yeah. of of looking back thirty years and being yeah. like, "Oh, there's a great movie directed by a woman." Is yeah. like, isn't that worth something? Well, you know, and I, and and you're telling me, oh, you know what? It wasn't it wasn't like that in that day when that happened, and maybe that's important. Yeah. So maybe really quick, we can talk about the awards that Point Break was uh, ah. available for. What oh, we, yeah. you know these awards. Tell us. Yeah, oh, I've got, go got them written down. Uh, so, Best Director Academy Award. Awards, not relevant. Nada. However, the MTV Movie Awards were a thing. So the MTV Movie Awards went from 1992 until 2005. Wait, so they don't have those anymore? So... Point Break was a 1991 movie. Yes, and they just and held off because they were like, "This is the no." Best it movie was uh, it was basically the first year of eligible <laughs> movies for the 1992 MTV Awards, which are in the early part of the year. Gotcha. Uh, so uh, some of the, some of the categories that we're involved with here in the MTV Movie Awards, which are not a thing anymore, are uh, really not. I swear, I hear about those still. Most desirable male. Really, and we've you got, got we've got a competition here. So Wait, this was 1991, 1992 nominated awards, for the award. I'm gonna guess Kevin Costner was nominated for uh, Robin Hood. <laughs> really? Yeah. At MTV Awards, Kevin yeah. Costner was in the nomination. Yes. Wow. Hey. Uh, but but I wow. didn't I didn't cover all the rest of the nominations. But Kevin Costner was <laughs> in there for Bravo. Robin Hood, well, which. Bravo. <laughs> Maybe Robin Hood is a later picture that we can take a look oh, at. Hey. Uh, Patrick Swayze was a nominee. Keanu Reeves was the winner of that award. Bravo. They wow. had two yeah. nominees from the same film. Hey, do you guys think Good. he was... Uh, MTV, pretty Do you neat. think he was a bad actor or a great actor? Because I can't, I can't figure out which one he is. Is he good or is he bad? In he's movie? he's both. He has yes, his moments exactly. where he's good, and he has his moments where he's really, right, really bad. Derek, uh, what was his worst scene, and what was his best scene? 
His uh, his worst scene was. I like to start with the best scene. <laughs> his best scene, um, I think, was. Oh man! Like when. It's harder to remember. He has a quite a few bad ones, but I think his, his best uh, scene. I think his best scene, scene is where he is um, with Patrick Swayze, and they're about to go skydiving, and then they do the uh-huh. whole skydiving thing, and then he goes on the bank robbery uh, routine. I think that was the best scene. The uh-huh. worst scene is the is the last scene, where he's like, "Gotcha." Bruh. And Wait, like gives him the whole his FBI badge and like well, where Patrick the mask Swayze, on the ground. Where Patrick uh, Swayze, yeah, that scene where he mask. throws the mask on the ground. Patrick Swayze sitting there with the blanket, and he comes around like, "Time's up, bro. You you gotta go we down." Didn't tell him. We it didn't was tell the, him the worst you gotta go acting. Down. It was the yeah. worst acting, like in the whole movie. And it was almost like, dude, did like the did the see? I totally buy that scene. See, like for me, like I almost—it's <laughs> like you I really almost thought that he was joking about cool, his character. A little bit. Like it was almost yeah. like he was like making fun of surfers, but then you realize, like, no, 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 he wasn't trying to play an act. He was just acting really bad. Yeah, I so think he was, was acting part. really bad. But was I nervous. enjoyed it thoroughly. It was so bad, it was good. That's that's how I feel about the movie. It was yeah. so bad, it was good. So so back to awards. Uh, MTV yeah. Award for the best action sequence in 1992. Uh, we were a nominee. Best action sequence nominee. Yeah, uh, for the skydiving scene. Ooh, wow. Ooh, the scene. the second the, the skydiving second. scene. Actually, that Which that's one, the first of the that's in the out of two skydiving scenes in the uh, movie. Uh, scene. With, the because one where that's Keanu important. Reeves jumps out of the airplane because the first one, the first one yes. is deceiving. I mean, it's highly like, entertaining, oh. and you got to give it to them. They're not using CGI. I I was I was perfectly fooled which is what movies should do it should be like i didn't even think about that oh yeah yeah i was just like oh this dude is jumping out of an airplane with no parachute so the winner of the best action sequence at the mtv movie awards in 2002 (laughs) or 1992 (laughs) was from a james cameron film Ah. james cameron being married to Catherine bigelow terminator 2 judgment day oh baby uh and it's the freeway scene it's the scene where and that's the, that's the, the semi truck. The semi truck is coming down, and then they jump down into like the L.A. River. Arnold's on the motorcycle, and Arnold fucking blows him away, and that <laughs> yeah. dude just comes like walking out of it. A later film, <laughs> and like I, re- I yeah. as like a '90s kid, I remember kids walking around on the playground like. I'm gonna kill you, and they'd be walking at you like that, totally. you know. Totally. And then, you know, and then at a certain point, they start running, and you're like, "Ah, I'm really gonna at get it." At my school, everybody was like, "I'm gonna go undercover as a surfer and and catch you, <laughs> Robin Banks, like in Point Break." What are your parents wa- letting you watch, kids? <laughs> Our parents I, let us watch I, I all that shit. I gotta see how uh, Keanu Reeves became the lead actor. Tell us how he got there. When you think of Keanu Reeves, what do you think of? Currently, The Matrix, Bill and Ted's like, Speed. W- like what genre? Film. This Comedy. exact genre, over the top Comedy. action, <laughs> action movies. Yeah. What if I told you that this he he had never done an action role before this movie? It's true. Believe it. Well, he hadn't done. I, I can yeah, only yeah, think Bill of pre this. All I can think of is Bill and Ted. Yeah, that's right. In, in fact, yeah, before this movie, the only movies that he was known for was Parenthood and Bill and Ted. Yeah. And Catherine Bigelow was the director, and the studio Columbia Pictures was like. Hey, you should consider like big name actors like Johnny Depp and Val Kilmer. And she was like, "Hey, if you don't cast Keanu Reeves in this role, you got to find a new director." <laughs> she had she had faith in him. Yeah. So they were like, "All right, big fine." Time. And we'll if she wouldn't have, there would be no Keanu we'll Reeves. Matrix. Keanu Reeves. And this would was there? his first role in an action movie. One thing leads to another. We'd have we'd have uh, Bruce Willis doing. Matrix. Mate, oh God, Bruce oh Willis. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As the one, <laughs> we'd, so, we'd, we'd have a uh, Willem Dafoe doing the Matrix. Who would it be? Dude. So uh, Keanu Reeves did the movie. Um, Derek, you remember the Neptune's Nest on Malibu? Neptune's Nest. Yeah, it's a famous surf. Uh, it's a restaurant right by. A Other surf locations spot. involved the Doc Weller State Beach in El Segundo. Uh, Manhattan Aaron? Beach Pier. Uh, the Leo Carrillo. Carrillo. Yeah. For the Malibu, that was where the football scenes were shot, yeah. and the um, bonfire sense. scenes. The skydiving was shot over Lake Powell in Utah. I, can I say that I've played football on that same beach, the Leo Carrillo Beach? 
wow. played the same spot as Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze played. Yeah, but um, we, it was only like four the greats. on four. Those it are, wasn't those are football great. It All wasn't the, the same kind of tackle him into the ocean. In fact, if I would have tackled him the ocean, <laughs> I would have had taken him like 100 yards out of bounds. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking cool. Additional, a, additional surf footage was filmed in Kauai, Hawaii. Yeah. Where they trained with professional surfer Dennis Jarvis for two months. Patrick said he'd be on the board a couple times. Keanu definitely had not surfed before, and Lori uh. had never been in the ocean in her life. Lori is Tyler. Lori is, Lori is, is the Tyler. main love interest. We haven't talked about her She's at all. She's never this, been this in episode. the ocean in her life. Real quick note, we were just talking 16, about that, uh, that beach of Leo Carrillo. Yeah. Uh, I forgot that I had this in my notes. The beach spot where the football game is played at the beginning of the film is the same spot that they used for the soccer game in Karate Kid. Oh, 1984. yeah. I know about uh. that. Yeah. While we're cool. on that football, I just want to say, so there was a scene, Patrick Swayze and uh, uh, Johnny Utah, they were in love with the same girl whose name is Tyler. Yeah. She's a love interest. We didn't talk about her at all. She's held hostage, and then she's rescued. It's like, you know, it's like By a B the story way, thing. I have, a, I have a question to ask about this girl. Sure. Homoerotic? <laughs> Oh. That's the question because yeah. she looks. She's like the girl no, no, no. version of no, Keanu no. Reeves. All right, so, so is this m- is, is this me. not a movie about Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze having like gay eyes for each other? <laughs> <laughs> but like, and it was like Tyler. She she has her haircut like really short. Her name is Tyler. Yeah, so. and she has like a very like masculine. She's playing football. She's like really muscular. She's got like. Do you think the original screenplay the, the flat was chest was three males? Thing. So I think I think like. The Fast and the Furious, they were like, we really want to write a gay spring screenplay. And they were like, oh, well, let's take Point Break and make it about cars. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for gay movies. I think. So so Johnny Karate <laughs> and Patrick Swayze, they're both after the same girl, Tyler, who, Johnny as we know, Karate. is she a girl? That's what we just asked so, about. This movie is all about women empowerment. All right? the, the patriarchy wouldn't allow a tits-out punch-out. Which happened oh, in the it movie? Sure as hell did. So Every, in the mi- in the middle of the movie, probably about like forty five minutes in, they have the wrong crew of surfers. They they break in riders. on a girl taking a shower while they're like blasting out. The FBI is like blasting in. They're, they're raiding so the right. house. You know. Every, and every movie. she comes out of the shower and she fucking whoops Keanu's Keanu Reeves, ass. the protagonist. She kicks she his ass. She whoops his she ass. Knocks, she kicks him. She knocks him Catherine over. Catherine Bigelow, you go, girl. She takes down Keanu Reeves and stabs another FBI officer. Yeah, no, no, no. The Fuck girl yeah, with the tits yeah. is badass. She does the best out of any other bad guy in that scene. No, no, she no. she outperforms all of them. Maybe in the whole movie. Maybe in the whole, actually in the whole movie. Nobody yeah. kills more than one like, guy in the whole movie no, except for her. Nobody has better fighting kills. skills than the girl with the tits. Yeah. Here's an overlying question. If you had never seen the movie and you didn't do any research, could you have to- could you tell whether or not the movie was made by a guy or a girl? Absolutely no. not. And I think that's, that's uh, the I point. Know. That's, that's a good point. exactly. Uh, that's the best way to think about time. it. Is so, that you couldn't tell? So again, we're, we're we're bringing it back. There's all this division in the country. There's all this division <laughs> between people. Well, back in the early '90s, we had women directing films, and it wasn't a big deal. They made good films. You know, and and now we argue about all this stuff. It's like we don't need to argue about it. Women can make good stuff, and men can make good stuff. We don't need to be rude to each other. And so that's 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 my point. Thank you, I Derek, for bringing it back. So uh, in total, the movie would gross eighty three point five million dollars worldwide, and uh, the budget was twenty four million dollars. So that would be considered. So they made money. In my notes, I saw that they made twenty million in U.S. In, rentals in alone. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Imagine worldwide, they made yeah. more. No, they they quadrupled the profits in uh, worldwide. Uh, Can I take a moment to uh, to to talk about my technical miscues that I'm upset about? Yeah. What's so, up, Chase? Talk to us about it. So as I've I've worked in audio production for most of my career and so I've seen a lot of the back scenes. I've seen the I've seen the backside of things before they actually happen, right? And so when I see things, I see the problems that happen when you're doing stuff. You know, they're inevitable. They happen. You try to cover them up best you can, but I see them. So there's a couple in this movie. Um actually less than I thought there was going to be. One of them is in, uh, there's like the nighttime surf scenes where uh, Bodhi's trying to convince our protagonist, Keanu Reeves, I can, Johnny Utah, trying to get him out in the water to, you know, they're, they're going to night surf. 
Yeah. Well, on the movie, the lawyers wouldn't allow them to surf at night. The lawyers were like, well, uh, you know, w- there's too much liability. We need to just to shoot those scenes during the day, and then we'll make them look that at night. That explains a lot because I could see the we'll sun. We'll get to lawyers here in a second, Kai, and I'll let you take the reins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But well, they basically said we're not we're not going to allow it. So they shot them during the day. And what's what's fucked up? I wish I never read it. And I, and unfortunately for you, now you've heard me say it because there's shadows from the sun on the waves. And then you could in one scene you could totally see the you can sun. see the sun. The sun is literally and, in the shot. They make the it frame. look like it's a night scene. It's not a night Dude. scene. They I was watching this movie just, just now, and and I was like, "Isn't that the sun?" And someone was <laughs> like, "No, that's the full moon." <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's the it it it's like dawn. You know, it's like oh, it's still dark. It's dawn coming up. Yeah, you know, know, that's the light in the sky. It's it's the dawn vibes. So yeah, it's, uh, it's my, four my, and a half in the morning. My other quick technical nitpick before we go into the lawyers, because I know Kai's got some stuff on the lawyers. Uh, so ADR is uh, stands for automatic dialogue replacement. So that's like when they shoot something in a movie and then they go back and they re-record the actors' voices and make sure that it's nice and clean and clear. You know, we don't have any wind noise, helicopter noise, blah blah blah. Well, in Elon this movie, Morris. I don't know what the fuck happened, but there's like three or four different scenes where their mouths don't line up with the words, and. There's several reasons why that can happen. All of them are frustrating. Uh, it seems like in this movie, what happened was like they had. There, there's one in particular. So, uh, it's right when what's the guy's name? Like Ward or the the the, 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 the FBI Busey. main guy, the boss. Oh, the uh, boss! And he's like screaming. You, you, met, you, you named know. him earlier, Doctor Cox. The asshole. Uh, well, like, yeah, yeah, he, like that's squat. You got yeah. Jack Squat. <laughs> he's, he's the stereotypical. So that guy FBI is like screaming at him, and, he, and and his last thing that he says to Keanu is, uh, uh, oh, oh, he's he's like, oh, we got a shortage of assholes. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and then Keanu like, waits for his boss so to walk far. away, and he goes, not so far. <laughs> but if you look at his mouth, that's not what he says. He says oh, really? something else, like when they shot the scene, and then they just went over and they were like, well, that wasn't that good of a catch line. Let's just replace it in ADR <laughs> with like said, different words. So uh, but if you watch the movie, so his mouth does not match. It was like one of those not old so '70s Chinese movies that was yeah. redone in English. And there, and there's a few of those parts where they 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 just they go, we don't we don't like that line. We're gonna change that line yeah. and and screw trying to make it match the the visual, which happened a lot of the time because you got to think this is 1991. Digital is right. not a thing. Analog is the way to go. You have to make everything on the fly. Playback. You have to line trickier. it up. Like, and, and if you don't line it up, that's just because you had a guy that's like not super, super superior. Like, The guys that could really line it up, those are the guys that made lots of money because they were very good at it. Like so Patrick anyway. Swayze, he could line up those waves. Right, which this movie was not the type of movie they're going to spend budget on the expensive guys. They're going to make sure that that... Uh, that that's correct. There's another scene that I was thinking about um, where they're coming down, and I can't remember if this is the first skydive or the second skydive. <laughs> sure. Uh, I think they it's the second one where times. they where they <laughs> land on the ground and 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 I'm thinking one. The first thing I'm thinking is Keanu Reeves' knee is destroyed. Right. He's not. His, he's his not knee, walking by the way, away was hurt when he was in he's pursuit walking, of Patrick Swayze after robbing a bank. Yeah, he's not yeah. walking away on, on from Patrick falling Swayze? a thousand feet. And second, Patrick Swayze. Like what I'm thinking, watching that is like, oh, he's trying to get Patrick Swayze on his level. Let's try to wreck his knees and ankles. Uh, wreck like, everybody's knees. Swayze's knees and ankles are not okay after yeah, that fall. They're like fine. they're both. Completely he was fucked. a dirty dancer. And I he, get that you want to do that with movies. You want you want to be like, oh, let's just push the story forward. But come on, like, no, that's that was. So you if guys, you're gonna say they fell from a plane. You guys know the uh, the like famous fight between Patrick Swayze and the insurance crew on this movie? Uh, yeah, absolutely not. I don't know. Break it down. So um, Patrick Swayze, in his role, uh, prepped for skydiving so he did over 30 skydives oh wow and like on his own good for him 
And uh, and the insurance company was like, hey, you got to stop doing <laughs> skydives. I'm going to send you a cease and desist letter. Who, who, who was going desist? to? The insurance company for the movie. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah. they were like, risk. hey, you're jumping out of airplanes. You might end up dead. And uh, that'll be bad for uh, the movie. So so he was like, all right, I'll abide by this cease and desist letter on the condition that you let me jump out of the airplane on the last scene and you like capture me. So like the last scene where he's like, Adios, amigo, and he like falls backwards out of the plane. Yeah. That's actually Patrick Swayze. Nice, it? fuck yeah. So, um, but the secret thing is, uh, when he went to Hawaii, he kept doing uh, good for him. <laughs> so he so he did fifty five. He wow. kept doing. He did fifty five jumps, uh, unbeknownst to the insurance company. Fifty five total. How jumps. many does it take to die from skydiving? How many do you have to do to, to die? Like, what's the percentage? I don't know, but it says death? it says he picked up fifty five total jumps right here. Um, do one out of a thousand people that skydive die. No, it's process? less than that. One out of ten thousand. My so brother. We had a few so left. You know, what? I'm gonna call, I'm gonna do a lifeline. I'm gonna call my brother right now. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. ask him. But he said the ironic thing was that um, although they were like so against him doing skydives, they had no problem with him doing all of the uh, wave surfing. And during the surfing scenes, he he cracked four ribs and broke his sternum. And uh, they 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 had no problem with doing the surfing things. Yeah. So um, well, those surfing things are scary. So in that first scene, Keanu Reeves goes out to like try to surf, and he gets tossed around by the waves before Tyler, the 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 love interest, rescues him. Right. I was relating to that hard because I went out surfing. Uh, I've never. We've got a couple of West Coasters here, so they've they've done the surfs. Right. I went out once and had no idea what I was doing, but I was like, oh, you know, it can't be that hard. You just try your best. You know, you just believe in yourself, uh-huh. and you pop up on the board, right? Uh-huh. I could never make it <laughs> out far enough to to do, like, the pop-up thing. Like, I just – we were getting these waves, and then we would just get tossed back into the shore. Can you imagine from, uh, like, a 200 feet out? The love interest, as a, Tyler, like, as yelling West at you, Coast, like, I hey, really... you get two feet on the board, you're a fish food. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> as a West Coaster, the, the answer is to paddle faster. Yeah, I guess. Well, I couldn't duck. I didn't know how to duck under waves, too. So, like, a wave was coming, and I was like, oh, I got to get further out. So if you can't duck under a wave, what makes you think you can surf it? I didn't know that I either couldn't or couldn't. That makes you a pussy. All right, anyway. (laughs) um, Bodhi would tell you otherwise, you know. So the stunts, Joe, John Philbin and Bo Jesse Christopher. A couple of the surfers. Two of the dead pilots, the deaf the dead presidents <laughs> <laughs> were, were <laughs> two of the dead presidents were real surfers. Uh, anyway, yeah, surfers slash actors. They were Patrick's final actors. death scene was performed by surfer Derek Dorner. Derek Dorner. You remember the uh, the scene in Australia where he, he like fell off? The yeah, yeah. So everyone's like, "Oh, that must have been CGI." That he was actually a, that died. was an actual surfer guy. Who who agreed to fall off his board under like a thirty foot wave in Hawaii? Oh, Damn. Yeah. yeah I wonder if they got. Do like, we have any information on how much? You got I wonder paid? if he got. Uh, yeah, like. Uh, <laughs> That's a really interesting question. Risk pay for that. This is what he yeah. said. A hazard pay for that. The worst part was that I had no representation, which was a big mistake. That was like fifty a fifty thousand dollar stunt. And I got nothing for oh doing my it. God. The stunt did get him a Guinness Book of World Records for biggest wave ever body surfed. Really, Whoa. really. Wow, that's intense. But that's impressive. There but is no film money. of it. No money. Yeah. He got no. He get, didn't get paid at all. For yeah. It. That it, sucks. He could have got fifty thousand dollars. Wow. And back then too. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But you know, well, he's in Guinness. Uh, you can't necessarily get fifty thousand for it, but that is probably what an agent would say it's worth. Yeah, had he been represented, he would he could have gotten but, something. But better you also than have to nothing, think like it would sure. have costed him a lot of money to get an agent to represent him just for that part, and that would you know it's like if he would have done that, would the studio have hired him? Yeah, probably Wh- not. Ke- Keanu Reeves, good actor or terrible actor? I personally think that he's an okay actor. I think that his roles fit him. Like, if he's in the role that fits him, he's amazing. Like, The Matrix 
or like speed or a movie like this, the role fits him. And so he's a great actor for the role. Is he a great actor in general? I don't think so. I think he's an okay actor. What do you think, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. You know, I love the guy. I don't think that – I think he's very aware of what he can do. That's what I will say about Keanu Reeves. I think he's aware of his, Fair enough. his acting Fair enough. capabilities. Keanu Reeves. I love Keanu Reeves as an actor. Amen. I think that it, you have to look at pedigree. You know, like how how many movies does he make you feel like a fool? And how many fool, how many movies do you really feel like he sells it? And, and I think he's got some serious hitters. He's got The Matrix, Point Break. He's sending Speed. it the whole time. Speed is obviously a big one. Uh... I fucking even, hope we cover speed like at some point. Like the replaceables, like the football movie, he does really good in that role, and it's just because he's playing a role. He's like understanding what is required of him, and he does a really good job with that. And I also think that you can give Patrick Swayze some credit for influencing Keanu to be like that with this movie because. Patrick Swayze was so diehard. Like yeah. he wasn't. I, I wouldn't say he's he like diehard he method actor, him. but he is. Like Swayzed he did him. the surfing scenes. He did the skydiving scenes. He showed Keanu like, look, man, you want to be a badass fucking Hollywood actor? Yeah. Be like me. Be better than me. By and Keanu way, was like, all right, I'm gonna do the Matrix. Do we have closing statements for Point Break? Yeah. Ooh, so should we give it a rating. No, no. Oh, so um, there's two ratings. There's like, what would you rate it? If you were a member of the Academy Awards, like, like, how, like, like how good if, is the film? Is the film worthy of a Best Picture nomination? Scale of one to ten, and also, is the film worthy of a bag of popcorn? Is, so, it, is it like uh, entertaining? Are those two different rating yeah, platforms? Two, yes. two different ratings. Like, is it? You get, uh, it to get to give it two scores. Okay, so ten. zero, to zero. Okay, uh, for winning the Academy Award, is that what you said? Yeah, so, so it's like, it is, is, like is, it is it worthy of being critically acclaimed with an award, and is it worthy of being one to uh, ten? Uh, is it a good with film? Like a popcorn, and bag. did you enjoy it? All right, all right, all right. So, like, critically acclaimed film, piece of art. How how good of a piece of art is it? And I'd give how much it, did you enjoy it? I'd give it an eight, maybe. I'd give it an eight for art. Okay. Because it was, it really good. It really was a good piece of art, in terms of acting and all that stuff. No, but like I believe as a unique movie that so was that's highly the, entertaining. That's what the first score is. Is like in terms of acting. Okay, yeah, bad acting. No, I'd give it like if it's that kind of stuff. I'd give it a seven, maybe <laughs> maybe in a six. Wait, seven or six? I give it a six. Holy bull! I give it a six. But in terms of in terms how much of you popcorn liked it. and enjoy, I give it a ten. Yeah. All right, my turn. I I for enjoyment I give it a seven. Wait wait no sorry. <laughs> Shit. Uh, for for enjoyment I give it a ten. I was like whoa you you, told us you really loved this. <laughs> no no I give it a ten for enjoyment. Wow. For uh like quality movie, seven. I give it a seven. Yeah I think a uh, critical acclaim I give it a five. Oh man. And enjoyment I give it a ten. Wait what was the uh what was the critical acclaim back uh. Backpedal. I just feel like, like if you're gonna talk about a movie that like really like changes how you feel, or a movie that Moving. like emotional really, like, connection, yeah, changes the way you think about stuff. Like, it's definitely not there, and and part of that is that I grew up, you know, I was born in '91, so I grew up in a different world than this movie was made, right? Huh. So, you know, maybe the movie is not necessarily for me, but at the same time, it, I I will not back down on my enjoyment factor was a 10 of 10. Wow. I three I really have a lot of fun watching this movie. Is it a good movie? Fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Keanu's in the movie. So enjoyment, it's got three 10s out of 10. Jake, what do you say? Uh, all right, so four. Okay, we'll start Pressure's with... Pressure's on. We'll start with the uh, critical acclaimment of this movie. I would say, I'd I would put it at like a hard six. Wait for uh, for, for like quality of the movie. Yeah, okay. uh, because it was unexpected. 
it wasn't like sure, yeah. What, what didn't you expect? Well, well, Patrick Swayze is the bad guy, but you found that out. Like we knew that from you think it was, from uh, fifteen minutes. And in. Swayze's so good. But you, you think found it, was Anthony it out. You found it out so early in the film, like that. I didn't know what was going to happen for the next hour of the film. I was like, oh, what's going to happen? This is c- certainly I don't know. Anyway, so it's like a six. It's a bad movie that I still was interested in the whole time. Enjoyment. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna match you guys' ten. I'm gonna call this. I'm gonna call this an eight. Oh my gosh! And, you know, I think to that's be, fair. To be fair, for enjoyment, it would be lower if I was by myself. But because I was with this crew, and we were all talking Wait, about it, it was we, much higher. That's, that's, a, that's a good your point. Experience? It would no, be no, no, like no, no, no. He high. improved. We improved his high. He was a high. Amount. If he was watching this movie on his own, he'd be like. Fuck this movie. <laughs> That's the thing, yeah. Like watching would, it, the would, experience. It would maybe, it would maybe stay around the six if I was What's watching it by myself. I watched this movie alone when I was. It was uh, free streaming on HBO, and I was like, "How have I never seen this movie?" <laughs> you enjoyed before? it at a ten by I, yourself. So, I, no, exactly. So, yeah. Kai, actually, I remember this moment when you told me about this, and you, I don't, I don't remember if it was a phone call or a conversation in person, but but you basically were like. Yeah, you know, I just decided to put it on, and I don't know, I don't know if you've seen this movie, but it was really fucking good. <laughs> you know, and I remember being like, I remember being like, Kai, like this movie's not really fucking <laughs> no, no, good. No, no, no. But then, this but movie then, is fucking good. But then I went and like hit the. I love rewatch, our host is highly biased, <laughs> and I was like. I was like, Kai actually's got a pretty decent you know, point. This is a fucking, I was like, <laughs> Swayze. So, so let, let's talk about overall. Oh, all right. By all Swayze means. Swayze is throwing down. Like, yeah. Swayze is surfing. Swayze is skydiving. He is he's fully in Hollywood mode being like, I'm a narcissistic Hollywood actor, like I am the motherfucker. Like Patrick he's Swayze. like, yeah, he's doing the shit, he you know, and it's like doing the shit. Okay, uh, so we just went over the movie Point Break. Um, really good movie. Everyone seemed to enjoy it, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>